Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Hatchbend Apostolic Church web broadcast. In our society today, some, and yes, sadly, maybe even most, question the value of preaching in their lives. But we still believe what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. In essence, Paul preached that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And so that's why we still place such a high value on the preached word of God in agreement to the scripture. And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from the pulpit of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. If you have your Bibles, we're going to open and read from the book of St. Luke, the fifth chapter and the 17th verse. Luke chapter 5, verse number 17. I do want to say how much we love this great church. Give honor to Pastor and Sister Boyd and to each and every one of you. But I believe we're just going to flow right with the Holy Ghost. Hope that's all right with everybody. Luke chapter 5 and verse number 17. The Bible tells us this. And it came to pass on a certain day as he was teaching that there were Pharisees and doctors of the law sitting by, which were come out of every town of Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem, and the power of the Lord was present to heal them. It says the power of the Lord was present to heal them. And that's what I want to speak to us on today. The power is present. If you didn't know it, you've just seen it right before you. The power is present. Come on, let's just rejoice right now. For God's already ministered. Hallelujah, Jesus. Let your spirit continue to flow in this service, God. Let your word do what it's designed to do. We give you praise and thanks in advance. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. You may be seated. Thank you for standing with me. Well, it can be said that much of our lives consist of monotonous and repetitious tasks. When you consider that we spend nearly a third of our life simply sleeping, then you factor the hours working a job, going to school, washing the dishes, mowing the lawn, caring for the house. Sometimes you're just trying to make it to the end of the day. But then there are these moments where something rare and uncommon can take place. It was Ecclesiastes chapter 9 and verse number 11. Solomon said, I returned and saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the strong, neither yet bread to the wise, nor yet riches to men of understanding, nor yet favor to men of skill, but time and chance happeneth to them all. And there's an old saying that goes like this, you were just in the right place at the right time. And today you are in the right place at the right time because he is already here. We see it in the ministry of Jesus Christ. You see it in the detail and the attention to where God does and who he is ministering to. Some of the greatest miracles that have taken place, some of the most powerful healings that have ever transpired is because people took advantage of a moment that came their way. 
it wasn't necessarily planned or prepared or programmed. But somewhere at some point, somebody said, I know what I feel. And I know what's happening. And I'm not going to let this slip through my fingers. It was in the 20th chapter of the Gospel of St. Matthew that we find Jesus. And there is a crowd of people that has gathered around him. Now at this point, word has already spread that healings can take place when Jesus is nearby. Uh, Rumors have now already caught fire that he's opened blinded eyes and unlocked deaf ears. And now we've even watched him raise the dead back to life. So you can imagine this group that was trying their best to get as close as possible. And Jesus is on his way to a destination. But before he ever gets there, the word starts to spread. And there are two men sitting by the wayside. These men were blind and unable to see. But at some point, somebody said something and they overheard that Jesus was nearby. And so these men made up their minds and decided in their hearts, he's not just going to pass us by. And they lifted up their voice and they cried out. They said, have mercy on us. They even said it louder. Have mercy on us. So much so that the people that were next to Jesus looked at them and said, you need to cool down just a little bit. Uh, Just stay a little quiet. You don't have to be so loud. They even rebuked them. Don't do that. But instead of them being quiet, they did the exact opposite. You have to be careful telling loud mouths to be quiet. Because sometimes you might get the opposite result. And they cried out louder than they did before, have mercy on us. They weren't going to back up. They weren't going to back down and they were not about to back out. They lifted up their voices even greater. Have mercy on us, Lord. And notice in Matthew chapter 20 and verse number 32, the very first line of that verse, there are four words that stand out. And it says this, and Jesus stood still. He was on his way to go somewhere special. But because there was somebody that needed him, he stopped what he was doing. That's how much our God cares for us. He's the one that spoke the world into existence. He's the one that named every star that hung the planets into orbit. He's the God that knows all things. He's heard every prayer that's ever been prayed. But make no mistake, when you need him, he will stop everything else to come to where we are. It's because he is a God of mercy. He's a God that cares for us when nobody else cares. Jonah chapter 4 and verse number 2 says, I knew that there were a gracious God and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness. 2 Chronicles 6 and 14 says, There's no God like thee in the heaven nor in the earth 
which keeps covenant and shows mercy. Micah 7 and 18 says, God delights in mercy. Lamentations 3.22 says, It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Did we not just sing about it? He's faithful. 136 Psalms says, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, and his mercy endures forever. Oh, give thanks unto the God of gods, for his mercy endures forever. Oh, give thanks to the Lord of lords, for his mercy endures forever. And in that moment, these men cried out to him, and mercy began to flow. In that next chapter, we see what Jesus was getting ready to do. He was about to go down the streets of Jerusalem. The people were going to cut the branches down and wave them in the air. And they were going to say, Hosanna, Hosanna. It was that historical moment. There was about to be a Palm Sunday celebration. But Jesus stopped and said, somebody needs me before that. Don't let anybody convince you otherwise. When you need the Lord, he will do whatever he has to do to come to our rescue. When you got an issue you're facing, you have a problem, a predicament that you are dealing with, if you've got a sickness that's attached itself to your body, I want to let you know if you call on him, he will stop all the festivities. He will stop all the celebrations and he will come to where we are. Those two men left scene because somewhere at some point the power was present and they weren't going to let the power just walk on by. See, sometimes you don't even realize what's happening in the moment. But in Acts chapter 3, it tells us that Peter and John were on their way to pray. And while they were on their way to pray, there was a man that sat beside the gate called Beautiful who had an infirmity in his body. Had been that way from the moment he was born. And as Peter and John began to walk by, that man looked at, looked at them and their faith connected as one. And he looked at Simon Peter and Simon Peter looked at him and he said, silver and gold have I none. But such as I have, give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. It just took a moment. It happened in the blink of an eye, in the snap of a finger, and the power became present. Hey, Simon Peter knew where the power lied. It was not in himself. They even asked him in Acts chapter 4, they said, how did you do that? How did you make that man walk? How were you able to speak the right word? And then he was healed. It was Simon Peter that told him, he said, it's not in me. It's not in my own abilities, accomplishments, or accolades. He's telling them, it's not in my insight, intelligence, or ingenuity. How many know it's not in our prosperity, our proficiency, or productivity? It's not in our efficiency, our education, our expertise. It's not in our mastery, our means, or our money. But Colossians 1.27 says, It's Christ in you, the hope of glory. 
First John 4, 4 says, Greater is he that is in you, greater is he that is in me, than he that is in the world. And Peter said, That power that's in me, I did it when I called on the name of Jesus. And if you need something from the Lord, he's only one call away. We can call on that name, and heaven snaps into attention. You can call on that name, and demons will begin to tremble. When you call on that name, men can begin to rejoice. Romans 10, 13 says, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, they shall be saved. Proverbs 18 and 10 says the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are safe. Psalm 9, 10 says they that know your name will put their trust in you. Psalm 20 and 7 says some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord. Psalm 34 and 3, David said, Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. Huh? Psalm 113 and 3 says, From the rising of the sun until the going down of the same, the Lord's name is to be praised. It's that name that Peter said in Acts 4 and 12. It said, Neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Jesus said, in my name you shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. It's attached to that name. And if there's somebody here today and you need a miracle in your life, somebody that needs strength in your spirit, maybe somebody needs encouragement in your soul, can I let you know he's only one name away? You could call on that name. Somebody ought to just lift your hands and call on the name of Jesus with me for a moment. Oh, hallelujah. Woo, come on, brother. Come on, sister. His presence is already here. Come on, can't you feel it? The power's already on display. Hallelujah. You need a refreshing, a renewing of the Holy Ghost. You don't have to wait one more second. You don't have to wait one more moment. You don't have to wait for a religious holiday. You don't have to wait for a special service. But the power of the Lord is present here right now. Woo, come on, you can feel it. Somebody's getting it right now. Somebody's getting a blessing right now. Somebody's getting strength right now. Hallelujah, the power is present right now. Come on, can we just stay right here just for another moment? Come on, can we just stay in this vein just another few seconds? Hallelujah. Come on, can we entertain his presence right now? Woo, can we entertain his spirit right now? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, brother. Come on, sister. Come on, I'm asking you to reach out and touch him. He's walking by right now. Hallelujah. You don't have to wait for the altar call. You don't have to wait for the benediction. You don't have to wait for special prayer. But the power of the Lord is present right now. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Woo. Praise God. 
Come on, there's apostolic ministry being loose right now. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Oh, we speak the word of faith. God, we speak according to your word that's forever settled. By the power that's in the name of Jesus Christ. God, we take authority over every sickness. Take authority over every disease. Take authority over every diagnosis. And we call on the name that's above every other name. We say your power is present right now. Come on, I know it's a different service today, but it's a service that's been anointed by the Lord. Come on, it's been the service that's ordained from on high. Hey, in Jesus' name. That power is present right now. Hallelujah. Come on, Sister Chelsea already spoke at a Sunday school. When his presence shows up, that's really what you need. When his presence shows up, discouragement's got to go. When his presence shows up, uh, we can get what we need from him. I'm closing, I'm closing right now. Was that that long ago we were in a service just kind of like today? God just started moving how he wants to move. Now, I found out a long time ago, when God starts moving, you just got to get out of the way. And in that service, I spoke just maybe just 15 minutes. The Holy Ghost began to take over like it's taken over this morning. I said, you need something from the Lord. You need a healing. Why don't you just come on down, and the Lord's going to help you. And this man started walking from the back, started making his way to the front. His arm was in this sling. By the time he got to me, his arm was out of the sling. He said, brother, you don't know what God has already done for me. He said, I've been diagnosed with a rheumatoid arthritis. He said, my fingers have begun to be disfigured and it's starting to work up my arm. That's why I had to put my sling on the arm to be able to handle the pain. He said, but the Holy Ghost started moving. He said the Holy Ghost started moving. And I said to myself, I'm just going to go up to the front. He said, as I started to walk towards the front, nobody even laid their hands on me yet. Nobody even began to pray for me, but I felt it come. It started flowing through my arm. He said, I felt it go all the way to my fingers. He said, and I took the sling off and I looked at my hand and my fingers that had looked disfigured, they straightened out all by themselves. You know what happened? The power was present. Jesus said, you want to know what I can do? Give me a chance. Uh, that's, that's, that man that came to Jesus in Luke chapter 5, he said, now I know you can do it, but will you do it? And Jesus said, I will. You can be clean right now. Hey, if you need a prayer that has to be answered, if you've got a situation that needs to be resolved, if you've got pain in your body right now, whoo, I feel the Holy Ghost is moving right now. The power is present. 
He's already set the stage to show you what he can do. So I want, I want to give you a chance to come down to the front. If you need something special, you have a special situation that needs to be resolved. I want to have you come down to the altar today. Oh, hallelujah. I'm going to give you a chance to come. It might be physical. It might be emotional. It might be financial. But I want you to come down to the front. In Jesus' name. Oh, hallelujah. Hey, I want to tell you, it's God that does the heavy lifting. Aren't you thankful that we're not the ones that do the healing, but Jesus is the one that does it? That we aren't the ones that answer the prayers. Jesus is the one that answers the prayers. And if you have come to the front, I want you to raise your hands with me. Oh, hallelujah. You feel it? It's happening right now. <laughs> Woo! The power of the Lord is present to heal even right now. In Jesus' name, come on, we're going to lift our hands. We're going to open our hearts right now. Father, upon the authority of your word and the power that's in the name of Jesus Christ, I pray that the divine, supernatural, healing power of the Holy Ghost would begin to flow. I pray faith would begin to move in this room like never before. God, we're asking you. This message has been brought to you today by the media ministry of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. We pray that it's ministered to you in some way, and we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in service here at Hatchbend Apostolic. Our Sunday services begin at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night service at 7.30 p.m. For any more information or to speak with our ministry staff, please feel free to call our church office at 386-935-2806 or you can visit the contact link here on our website. Again, thank you for listening and we pray God's richest blessings on you and your family.